Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Sarah Hopstetter, president of Profitero. And I'm Rachel Tipograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. While billions were lost in the wellness industry in 2020 because of months of shuttered brick-and-mortar businesses, everything from gyms to you know weight loss studios, the pandemic is remaking the $4.5 trillion industry. We've seen the rise of telemedicine, at-home fitness, and digital therapy. Rachel, while we all continue to rethink what health and well-being means, it's incredible to see a leader who deeply understood this consumer shift well before COVID hit. And that's WW CEO Mindy Grossman. She shifted the company's focus from weight to wellness four years ago. And now you can see how that renewed focus allowed them to navigate 2020 better than most. And it's no surprise to either of us, you know, Sarah and I know Mindy well, and she is so ahead of the pack in everything that she's done. And she's been a tremendous mentor to me over the years. But what's been most exciting to watch is how seamlessly WW is able to shift the brick and mortar aspects of what they do to digital overnight, which has translated in just 2020 alone to an increase of 23% in their digital revenue. So we're so excited to bring Mindy onto the show. If she's not a mentor to you yet, she's about to be. Hey, Mindy. Hey, it's great to be with you both. We're so excited to dive in. I feel like at the beginning of every year, you have major updates for the industry. And when we look back at when you joined WW in 2017, it's almost as if you predicted the future. You knew that the world was going to want more holistic wellness. You knew that the world was shifting to digital. Coming out of 2020, a year when we all realized that health really matters, what do you think wellness is going to mean to people in 2021? So, Rachel, to your point, I joined the organization for a very focused reason. You know, I had been doing a lot of work in my prior company on where the consumer was going and what's next. What is the pivot? And I started speaking on this idea that the brands and the businesses of the future were going to need to marry technology to meaning to help people live better connected lives. And so if you just think about that as a platform and coming into this incredible brand who'd been transforming lives already for 57 years, but now needed to progress dramatically into the future to be able to create a true holistic ecosystem built on technology to enable people to have the assets that they were going to need to build the habits to have sustainable behavior change and healthier lives. The second critical component is even before we came into COVID, 
the dramatic trajectory in a negative way on what was happening in health around the world. Specifically, obesity is a major factor, but the trickle-down effect of that was alarming to me. And when I looked at the statistic that today's two-year-old, which at the time was how old my granddaughter was, has a better chance of being obese and unhealthy than leading a healthy life, it became apparent that we needed to do something and we needed to be a partner in health because this is the trajectory of the world. Mm. Now, fast forward into 2020, we built the platforms, we'd invested significantly in technology. We had just launched MyWW, which was the most personalized nutrition program in the history of the company alongside all the areas of health. We had just embarked on a nine-city tour in partnership with Oprah, a full day of reassessment on how you were going to live your life and be healthy. And I remember, I, I will never forget that first week of January, being on Squawk Box and using radical reappraisal for the first time, and this was pre-COVID, of people needing to have a radical reappraisal of how they live, how they work, how they play, and how they live their lives. And then leaving the finale in Denver on March 8th, and within five days, the world changing almost overnight. It basically accelerated everything that we had been doing strategically, technology-wise, human behavior-wise, and what we needed to bring to the world to democratize wellness in a very different way. And that is more important now than ever. And if you look at what COVID has done, it's been obviously devastating around the world to see, and we're still going through it, but the fact that obesity being the number one factor in COVID deaths the trickle-down effect. I was just on a long call with Tracy Brown, who's on our board, who's the CEO of the American Diabetes Association. It is a moment where we need jolts. We've had jolts, but now we have to take what we've learned and what we've seen and apply that to how we're going to truly help people, all people, lead the better lives, give them the tools, give them the platform for them to be able to realize what a healthy life really means because of what the downside truly is. going to go off the cuff right here for a moment because I want your thoughts, Mindy. You know, in 2020, especially in America, all of a sudden the question of science happened when it came to health. We had politicians taking the voice of doctors and seeing negative impact. You were just talking about Tracy on your board, and I know science has been a huge part of how WW creates their programs. When it comes to data-driven health and 2021, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's absolutely critical that we become even that much more data and science-led because the number one factor right now that we need to provide to people is trust. There's been so much misinformation because what we've been dealing with, particularly in the U.S., 
with the factions that be that want to interpret things in their own way. And that's the beauty of being a data-led organization and at least having a science behind view to whatever we do. We don't make a single decision. And the reason we've made the investments, and look, we've always made the investments in science. You know, I have chief scientific officer and a big team. We have a scientific advisory board from some of the best institutions in the world. So it's not just us, but being very purposeful about what we're looking to provide people that is going to enable them to trust us. It's why we've, you know, for the 11th year in a row, you know, best diet, best program, et cetera, because it's science led. But now having the ability to use data in a much deeper way, we have close to 5 million people that we're tracking behavior in real time. Now, that doesn't include the external data that we can utilize. And all of that allows us to be able to be very purposeful in what we do and to engender trust. And I do think if you look at brands that are coming out of this. Now, obviously, there are brands that, and I will never say anyone benefited from COVID. I mean, that's not the way to do it. But where it accelerated either progress, momentum, et cetera, or where it didn't progress, but there are businesses that are going to come out of this much more prepared and much more enabled for a better future. There are brands that have trust, that have data behind that, that have built organizations around purpose. And very importantly, very importantly, are brands that have built community. And that community is what engenders the ability to create ripple effects. Yeah. What's really interesting to me, just having been a member for almost two decades, which is kind of crazy, is the idea of how community has evolved. And that's the way that I see WW evolving from being a community-based experience to still being a community-based experience. And the fact that you are using the combination of tech and behavioral science and actual science to be able to help members on their journey, I think is incredible. So as you've looked at that transition Mm -hmm. from, you know, maybe a more of a brick and mortar kind of experience, your digital subscriptions have had fantastic growth. To what do you attribute that success? There are a number of reasons. We had been in the complete throes of a multi-year plan to really become what I would say is a technology-enabled wellness company with a clear leadership and weight loss built on community, right? So how do those all come together? So to give you an example, flew back from Denver March 8th to New York. That Wednesday, that was a Sunday, that Wednesday, we had made the decision to close all our offices and pause all our studios. And just to give you a perspective, at that time, we would have 30,000 physical workshops a week for the safety and security of our employees and our members. But one of the things that were so critical to us is how do we keep our community together? 
In six days, we trained 15,000 coaches and guides and simultaneously in 12 markets launched all of those workshops virtually. We would not have been able to do that if we weren't already in the process and hadn't already made the investments to be able to, as I like to say it, meet people where they are and give our entire community the opportunity to find what is going to work for them. So fast forward to today, we're operating our digital platform, which is now MyWW+, which is the first time we've launched a major innovation in a non-food innovation year, which is really around a personal assessment to what program and what experience is going to work best for you. We just launched D360 or Digital 360, which is our first new vertical in you know, recent history of the company, which is a complete on-demand content, coach-led community, very geared to a millennial audience. We say, you know, for millennials, built by millennials, which has gotten immediate uptake on people wanting that kind of support, but in a 24-hour on-demand way. And then we also have our digital platform plus unlimited virtual workshops. And ultimately, when we can gather again, if people want to, some of the physical aspects, although a much smaller footprint than we might have had before. And if you think about it, if I was a new member coming in, and like you, I've been a member for a long time, I now have the option to truly pick what is going to work for me, going to work for my lifestyle, the assessments going to validate that and give me a community, a program, and a complete ecosystem of support that knows me. And I think that's the most important thing that people want right now. And I say this all the time. It's like when people ask me who my competition is, I'm like, yeah, there's who you would think of traditional competition in you know the space. Or actually, the biggest competition is people thinking they can get healthy themselves. That's the bigger part of the population. But the third one that I don't think a lot of brands think about enough is our competition is the last great experience somebody had. So if that experience was seamless, personalized, made me feel that you knew me and you were doing things for me, it doesn't matter if it's a completely different industry. You are going to compare it to that. And that's why we have to be so cognizant of what's happening in the world of technology experiences because that's what's ultimately going to serve as a consumer. It's so wonderful to hear you say that. I think when people think about the user experience, it's very different than the consumer experience. Like, what am I giving and what am I getting? And being able to kind of look back and say, okay, well, how have other experiences in my life been visualized? And how does that reconcile against things that are important to me? And so maybe before what was really important to you was, or I mean, not that it wouldn't be important now, your bank. Right. You know, how did I spend my money this month? Well, how did I take care of myself today? So being able to do that, I think, is, uh, I'm not saying that you should be as good as your bank because that's a very low bar. So I'm glad that you guys have, you know, <laughs> better, better sites than that. But but delivering an experience is very much in line with yeah. with whatever their best recent experience was, even if that's their most recent Spotify look back at 2020. I'd say that, that the other thing to think about is, 
what life stage are you in and what do you need at different life stage? And when we relaunched our, what we call impact manifesto, our purpose, we inspire healthy habits for real life, people, families, communities, the world for everyone and wanting to democratize. And you look at, okay, well, what does that mean? What is, what is diversity, right? Diversity is age, gender, race, ethnicity, life stage, geography, lifestyle. You know, it takes a myriad of, of forms, but life stage is very important. And I, I use the example, what I want at, at this stage of my life, I'm 63, I'm working, I still want to work out, I want to be healthy, I want to feel great, is different, that my daughter has the same goals, but she's a young mom of two small kids and has a different lifestyle and what community does she want? What's important to her, whether that be a nutrition, fitness, mindset, sleep, what, whatever that is, you want to know that somebody is understanding what part of your journey is relevant and making sure that however you're interfacing is going to be relevant to you. Mindy, what was the best last consumer experience you've had? Goodness, I got to think about this. I'm sure there's ones I'm not thinking of off the off the top of my head. But, you know, I've been up at our home in the Hudson Valley for 10 months, whatever it's in. I've only been in the city a number of times. And, you know, I was always someone living in the city. I think in my New York apartment, maybe, maybe I turned on the oven four times. This was the only place. So now I'm, I'm, I'm up here. Now I do love to cook, but I don't always have time. And, you know, it's not like there's restaurants around the corner you can go to. So I've become a very big Gold Belly fan. If you're not familiar with Gold Belly, they basically are an aggregated purveyor of the best specialty food and retail, et cetera, around the United States. I would have to say that I have used that as a discovery experience, as an enjoy experience. Everybody needs a pick-me-up right now. So all of a sudden, Guy Fieri's trash can nachos or happy sayings with donuts show up at someone's door and they love it. And the experience itself is joyful. And they've also started doing live cooking content. So I just look at what different people are doing that are really trying to engage. They're executing, they're finding, you know, new ways to, you know, bring people together. They're building community. That would be a fun one that came to mind. No, Gold Belly is a great example. I always send people Russ and Daughters, which Sarah, I know you'd appreciate via Gold Belly. You're going to laugh. So every year... And it's about to come out. If you're a WW member, you get your year in review. How many days did you track? How many days did you work out? My top three tracked foods. So I tracked 365 days. So every day, black coffee with no sugar, smoked salmon and cream cheese. <laughs> Sounds like a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> well, smoked salmon are zero points. So I can have and, and the fourth would have been a quarter of a bagel that I took. Okay. Love it. Love it. Gold Belly is just a great example of, of aiming high, building a premium experience around a dedicated customer behavior. I love it. On the topic of food, last year was explosive for online grocery shopping. 
it significantly impacted both my business and Sarah's business. WW has a grocery component to its business. How are you guys thinking about the future of grocery? And when you think about it, what's the role of traditional retail versus direct to consumer? You know, when I came into the company and we came out with our new focus on overall wellness, we did a full assessment of every product, every experience and everything we brought to the consumer around the world. And when we looked at our food products, and again, you don't eat WW food. I mean, we make food products, right? But it's not, you know, you have to eat this particular food. We realized that our food products were not living up to our brand as a healthy living brand. So imagine going into your board and saying, we're getting out of every product we sell around the world, every product. However, we are going to reformulate, we're going to recreate, and this is going to give us the opportunity to build not just a new product business, but it'll be the start of us being able to build what we want to define as a health and wellness marketplace, not just for our members, but beyond. And so in early 2019, we relaunched phase one of all our products. The team did an incredible job and we've been building to that. And Just to think, we had to relaunch every one of our commerce platforms. We did do a great partnership with Blue Apron for healthy meals, and we're working on a a number of other things. Our e-commerce went live in our app on March 7th. Wow. Most of our product sales were in our studios. Talk about the best timing in the world. But again, it was because of the investments that we've made. So our e-commerce business is going to be one of our greatest growth vehicles, in addition, certainly, to recruitment and retention over the next number of years. And there's really three buckets we're focused on. Healthy Eats, which is all our food products, which we have been launching constantly. As a matter of fact, it became like a we launched all of these lattes, these mocha lattes, low points, Hmm. and we couldn't even keep up with the supply chain, you know, number one track foods, coffee, you know, you're better off with a three point than an 11 point, wherever. So healthy eats, healthy kitchen, all the things to help you with food and then healthy lifestyle. So definitely a big focus for us going forward and looking at opportunities, both for our distribution, you know, we do have our Amazon store as well as other distribution. We just announced a fantastic partnership with Vitamin Shop, Sharon and I, Sharon Lee, who's their CEO. And it's not just about supplements, which we do have healthy pack and heart health, but they are going to create areas in their stores around all our healthy snacks, other healthy products for kitchen and lifestyle, as well as supplements. And we're going to actually have coaches there where we can actually partner with them to reach, you know, their audience and vice versa. So as you guys know, I'm a big fan of the right partners for how we want to expand our business. I saw that. I thought it was brilliant. I also think the branding that's happening on all of these products is also brilliant. It's been interesting. Thank you for that. Because we have three separate avenues. We have fully WW branded, 
you know, on a lot of our food products and other products. And then we have WW co-branded where there's a benefit for having that combined expertise. So we have our co-branded products with Vitamin Shop. We have a whole co-branded line of small electrics with Dash. And then we have what I would call WW. This is a, a mark of a product that we think is great for you along your healthy journey. And it could be everything from small entrepreneurs to other products that we've identified. And that's how we're looking to build that marketplace. I can tell the intentionality and it comes across. Now, Mindy, you and I have known each other for quite some time. So I'm very excited to ask you this next question because I don't know what you're going to say. We end every episode with this one question. What is the bravest thing that you've ever done? So it's actually twofold if I'm allowed to do that. Because the first one, I didn't realize how brave I was being. The second one, I knew how brave I was being. So, you know, I made a decision in my last semester, senior year of college. I had started college when I was 16. So I was 20, not even. I was engaged to be married and I was preparing to go to law school in the fall. So life was there. And I made the decision that was not where my life was going. And literally, called my folks and said, I have something to tell you. I'm not getting married. I'm not going to law school and I'm leaving school right now and moving to New York and I'm going to figure it out. And I know I want to be in business. I know I want something more creative and I'll move to New York for a year and figure it out. And then of course I moved to New York in 1977 and never looked back. What that really defined to me, and you know, I talk about that is that not taking a risk is riskier, right, in most cases than taking the risk and then going from there. So that was the the first. The second, which was very purposeful, right, because that was, I'd never been in a situation like that before. The second, I was uh, working as the president of Chaps Ralph Lauren, and I was actually running the entire menswear company for an organization. And I came home, I'd been at the company three years. I was doing extremely well for somebody in their early thirties. My daughter was about four, maybe at the time. And, you know, I had to work and I came home and I said to my husband, I'm resigning tomorrow. I don't have another job. But I made that decision because I realized that the culture of the company, the values of the company were not aligned with mine. And that every day I was there, I was being complicit. And I was being treated really well, but I was watching what was happening in the organization. And I realized that it was up to me to define how strong my values really were. And I, I, I couldn't not live up to them. Thank God I have a, a very supportive spouse who's used to me. And I went in the next morning and I did resign. And the CEO, who actually happened to be a woman, interestingly enough, said to me, you know, you're either independently wealthy, you have another job or you're stupid. And I said, or Dean, none of the above. And later that afternoon, I was escorted out by security standing on Park Avenue going, what did I just do? But you know what? It was cathartic. I knew I did the right thing. And it was the 
best decision, brave, but the best decision I ever made because two days later or that next day, Ralph Lauren called me and his partner at the time, Peter Strom, and said, you know, we're devastated you left. Look what you built. You took the company from 20 million to 250 million. But if you're going to go anywhere, we want you to come here. And we're not even sure. So come in and head up new business development and look at new businesses for us to expand to. And I worked on the business plan for Polo Jeans Company. And when we did the licensed deal, they asked me to go and started up as a CEO, which I did and built the company quickly to almost $500 million. But if I had never made that decision, my career would not look like what it did today. And that alignment of values and who you are, Mm. right? It's not enough that the financial looks great or people from the outside think you're doing. If you can't really consciously inside know that you're in an environment that is supporting, is motivating, and is going to create long-term value for people as well as the company, you can't be there. Wow. I know. I got nothing. Mic drop. Thank you for joining us, Mindy. We are so honored to have you on the show and to continue to learn from you. I always love being with you guys. Always. I'm, I'm so in awe of what you both are leading and creating in this environment. Oh, thank you. We look up to you. So thank you for showing us the way and sharing all of these stories with our listeners. Folks, if you don't follow Mindy Grossman on LinkedIn, follow her, download the WW app. Crazy changes are happening there every day. We look forward to seeing everything that you and team accomplish in 2021. Thanks, guys. Later this week, we're joined by Don Brett, the Chief Digital Officer of NBG Home. So make sure to tune in. Be sure to like and subscribe on all podcasting platforms and tune in every Monday for new episodes of Brave Commerce. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice, meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.